Heavenly Father, we might have been here last week, but we're different this week. We might have been listening online last week, and we look in the mirror and we see the same face. But there's something that happened this past week that changed us. Sometimes to a large degree, maybe a loved one passed to heaven. Maybe someone in the family got married. Something happened, Lord, and we're different this week than we were last week. We've just sung a most beautiful hymn. May the waters that you give us to drink assuage our thirst. And may the manna that you give us on the way daily feed us. That water and that manna is your word, sufficient for every circumstance that shall ever come into our life. This past week, today, during this coming week, you are our rock and our fortress. And I pray that as we listen to your word and promises today, we might hear something that we've never heard before, and might apply it to our life situation by the working of the Holy Spirit. May it be so in our Savior's name. Amen. Let me share an exceedingly important part of Scripture. It is the Old Testament, it is Deuteronomy, and it is chapter 31. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to Israel. I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to lead you. It was not an age issue, people. In the very next statement that he makes, he makes it very clear why he cannot lead them. He said, God has said to me, Moses, you've led the people for 40 years but you shall not cross the Jordan River. You shall not cross over. Unless the people lose heart, unless the people lose their strength and courage, because Moses will not be leading them over. Moses makes an incredible comment. He says to the people, verse 3, The Lord your God himself, he will cross over ahead of you. The Lord God himself will cross over ahead of you. The one who brought you out of Egypt, the one who opened the waters of the Red Sea, the one who's been with you for 40 years in the wilderness, he shall lead you across the river. It shall not be Moses you fix your eyes on. It shall not be Joshua you fix your eyes on. The Lord God will lead you over. He will destroy your enemies who awaits you in the land. He's going to lead you over. He's going to take care of your enemies. And then he says, Be strong and be filled with courage. Do not be afraid and do not tremble. For the Lord your God goes with you. It's a little bit confusing here. He says, God will lead you across the river. And then he says, God's going to go with you. It's like God's going to lead you across, and he's going to see all of the, the roadblocks and all of the hindrances and all of the enemies you're going to face. And he's going to level the field there. And when he's leveled the field, then he's going to come back, and he's going to link arms with you, 
and he's going to walk with you day by day, circumstance by circumstance, into that land and into your history. It's a significant comment. The Lord God will go ahead of you. He's going to scout out the territory. He's going to take care of anything that might cause you harm or difficulty. And then he's going to come back. And he's going to walk with you. As David said, even to the valley of the shadow of death, he's going to walk with you. And then, lest they misunderstood what he was saying, he said to them, he will never leave you. He will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. He might go ahead of you and pave the way, but he's going to come back. When you're a child, your mom or your dad might say, wait right here. I'm going to be right back. Depending on your age and the circumstance and the familiarity of the environment, you might say, oh, that's fine, that's fine. When you say you're going to come back, I know you're going to come back. But depending upon your age and the environment that you're in, you might be terrified. You might say, no, 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 don't leave me, take me with you. And you shudder when you think of the fact that they're going to leave you alone, maybe only for 30 seconds, maybe for two minutes. But depending on your age and the circumstance and the environment, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it on the face of your own children, your grandchildren. You say to them, I'm going to be gone just for a second. You, right, you wait right here. And you see the look of terror on their face. And you say to them, no, I'll be right back. And then uh, depending upon the look of terror on their face, you might say, no, 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 I'll stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. Or you'll say to them, you come with me. Won't leave you alone for a second. This is what Moses is talking about in Deuteronomy chapter 31 as they are ready to enter the promised land. This is what he's talking about as you're getting ready to start first grade. This is what he's talking about as you're getting ready to start junior high school. This is what he's talking about when you're getting ready to start high school or college or join the fraternity or sorority or start a new job. This is what he's talking about as you're going to a place of work you've been at for 10 years, but you have a new boss, and that boss isn't a very nice person. This is what he's talking about as you woke up this morning. He is saying to you, you're sleeping. I'm going to walk through the 24 hours that this day holds. I'm going to scout out everything. I'm going to scout out COVID virus. I'm going to scout out the relationship issue. I'm going to scout out the financial issue. I'm going to scout out your health issue. I'm going to scout out this day. And I'm going to look at every moment this day holds. And I'm going to look at every circumstance this day holds. And when I've scouted out the day, I'm going to come back and I'm going to say to you, Paul Strand, you can get out of bed now. I've scouted out the whole day. And now I'm going to walk with you through the entirety of the day. That's what he's saying. Why are you fearful as you start high school? 
Why are you fearful as you're starting your new job? Why are you fearful as you're beginning to work on your master's degree? Why are you fearful about anything? While you were sleeping, he was already scouting out the path that the 24 hours will hold. Then he'd come back and say, Open up those eyes. Let us move forward, hand in hand, arm in arm. So he said, I will never, never, never leave you. There's a man last week, he told me he brought his son down there, Bill, brought his son down there to Olivet Nazarene. (laughs) He said, Pastor, he's only 40 minutes away, but as I dropped him off and drove back home, I was just crying all the way home. I said, I remember when we dropped off uh, Jonathan at River Forest, same thing happened. Bill, you know you're going to see him again. That's God. Why do we lose courage? Why do we have fear or worry enter into us? Because whatever circumstance has caused you a disquietude, He's already checked it out. God's already checked it out. And He's come back. And he's saying to you, I know we're going to bump into this today, but I've already scouted it out. I've already taken care of it. All things are going to work together for your good. And I'm walking with you. Do not be afraid and do not tremble. Never leave you nor forsake you. I'll never forsake you. There will never be anything so powerful that I forsake you. If we bump into cancer later today, I do not tremble when I look at cancer. I'm stronger than cancer. If we bump into a financial situation and foreclosure of a house, I will not tremble today. I will not say to you, this is more powerful than I am. I will never forsake you. There is no perceived enemy that will ever be in your life. There will be no circumstance in the entire world, COVID virus and all the other things going on. There is nothing more powerful than I am. Never leave you. Never forsake you. And then Moses said to the people, Joshua will come behind God. God will lead you over. Joshua will follow behind him. And he looked at Joshua and he said to him, Be strong and courageous, Joshua, for you must go with this people who are being led by God. You be strong and courageous, Joshua, because God will never leave you and God will never forsake you. There are four times in one chapter that this instruction is given to Joshua. Who is Joshua? Numbers 13, Numbers 14. There are 12 spies that are picked by Moses to go into the promised lands. 
Moses says, scout it out. Let me know what you see. Come back and tell me what you see. The twelve spies came back. Here's a huge mistake. They did not talk to Moses. They talked to the people of Israel. <laughs> ah, they should have just talked to Moses. They go and check it out, and the twelve spies come back, and ten spies say to the people of Israel, there are giants in the lands. They're nine feet tall. We've been 38 years in the wilderness, and now we come to the promised land, and we cannot enter the promised land because the giants are nine feet tall. And the people are all mumbling and grumbling and everything else. And then two of them, two spies, Joshua and Caleb, uh, Joshua and Caleb say to the people, yeah, they're nine feet tall, but we have God and they don't. We have God and they don't. Now, if you were in the assembly and you were told that there were giants in the land and they were nine feet tall, and then someone said, we have God, but they don't, would you vote to enter the promised lands? Probably not. The people kind of unanimously said, we're not going to go into the promised land, we'll be slaughtered. God said to Moses, into the wilderness for 38 years. And Joshua and Caleb and their families were the only ones who entered the promised land 38 years later. Who is this Joshua? It's the same one who was the spy who entered the land and said, we have God, we can do this thing. Guess who was Moses' right-hand man? Joshua. Guess who reminded Moses whenever he lost courage that God was with him? Joshua. Who stood there next to Moses when Moses prayed for manna to come down from heaven? When Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness and the people looked at the serpent and were saved. Who was by his side? Joshua. And when God says to Moses, you're not going to enter the promised land. And when Moses says to the people, God's going to lead you over. And then he turns to Joshua and he turns to the people. And he says, Joshua will follow behind God. And you will follow behind him. And you will enter the promised land. Four times in this book of Joshua, God tells Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not tremble. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. As strong a man as Joshua, he needed that reminder. Strong a man as Martin Luther, he needed that reminder. Strong a man as Simon Peter and the disciples after Pentecost, they needed that reminder. Strong a man, strong a Christian as you and me, do we not in these days, do we not need that reminder? He's paved the way. 
He knows what September holds. He knows what October holds. He knows the election on November the 3rd. He knows whether a vaccine going to be ready in December or January. He knows. He's already paved the way. But you don't miss him because I, he's omnipresent. He's already in the future, but he's sitting next to you in the pew right now, and he's not practicing social distancing, and he's got no mask on. He's sitting right next to you. And at 9.30 and 11, when you're listening online, I'm telling you then, he's sitting right next to you as you're there in your pajamas drinking your coffee. He's sitting right next to you. And he tells you what he's told you every day that you live on this earth. I'm going ahead of you. Going to come back and get you at 6 a.m. in the morning. And you and I are going to walk this day together. I promise you two things. I'm not going to leave you today. And there's nothing so powerful that I will forsake you. Amen and amen. I like that opening hymn we sing. We sing it one time a year as school's getting ready to start. What in the world is it talking about? Pipes uh, praising God and loud boiling test tubes praising God. And what is it talking about? Not talking about the instrument, talking about the people behind the instrument. The plumbers praise God and the truck drivers praise God and the teachers praise God and the doctors praise God and the nurses praise God. Why do they praise Him? Why do they sing a new song? Because they have Him. Romans 12, 2, Pastor Shaw read it today. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You tell your mind, COVID virus isn't in charge. Racial tension isn't in charge. The Democrats aren't in charge. The Republicans aren't in charge. CNN is not in charge. Fox News is not in charge. God's in charge. If Moses was standing in the pulpit today, he'd be pretty old. He'd be about 3,500 years old. But if Moses was standing in the, in the pulpit today, he would say, God is going to lead you over. And he would say to you, God is never going to leave you. And he would say to you, God is never going to forsake you. How can you sing a new song? You have to have your mind renewed. Who does the operation? I've told you many times, the Holy Spirit does the operation. And all of a sudden you have courage. And all of a sudden you have enthusiasm. Two crucial things, courage and enthusiasm. If you have courage, but do not have enthusiasm, you will move into deep waters with your courage. But since you have no enthusiasm, no one else will be touched by your activity. You'll be praising yourself for having the courage to join a small group or to start a Bible study at your fraternity. You'll praise yourself for having the courage to, to say to someone on the football team, you've lost a lot of weight lately. You look very sad. Talk to me about what's going on. 
And you'll have the courage to tell them about God and about Jesus. If you have courage but not enthusiasm, you move into deep waters. But you'll not have any life or energy with you. And people will see it. If you have enthusiasm but not courage, you'll stay in the shallow waters all your life. You'll stay in the kiddie pool. You'll have a good time there. You'll be filled with joy because it's familiar territory. But if you have enthusiasm and don't have courage, you'll never move into deeper waters in your life. God will give you courage. And God will give you enthusiasm. When the Holy Spirit does His work, and when the Holy Spirit tells you God is with you, move forward into whatever promised land has been on your bucket list in the secular realm or more importantly the spiritual realm. Move forward. Because your courage to walk on water will come from me. And the joy I want you to have will come from me. Fruit of the Spirit is love and joy in the work that God gives you to do. Stay focused on Him. Stay focused on Him. Closing word. Check the watch I just did. Two minutes. Elijah, 1 Kings 18. Standing on a mountainside, there are 850 prophets of Ashtoreth and Baal looking at him. He's only one person. Ahab has said to him, if the gods of the Ashtoreth and Baal, if the, if the gods of the Babylonians, if they come down and eat up the sacrifice, you will die. If your God comes down and eats up your sacrifice with fire, you will live. Eight hours they stand on the mountainside. Elijah doesn't see 850 prophets of Ashtoreth and Baal. He only sees God. <laughs> and he's joking with them and he says, Your God can't hear you. Maybe, maybe he's gone somewhere. Maybe he's in the bathroom. He literally says that. Uh, you know, yell louder and they start cutting themselves. And they start beating themselves. And after eight hours, Elijah says, Let me see what my God can do. And he prays a prayer, I think it's 63 words long. And when he prays that prayer, God comes down in a great fire and, and devours a sacrifice. Joshua on that day, excuse me, Elijah on that day, he never once looked at the 850 enemies. He looked only at God. 24 hours later, one woman, Jezebel, said to him, I will have your life before this day is over. And Elijah is filled with fear and he runs into the wilderness and he says, I don't want to live any longer. God said to him, you took your eyes off of me. Let's go to a mountain. I'm going to appear to you on the mountain. Your courage is going to come back. You will have courage 
and you will have enthusiasm if your eyes remain on Him. Not on CNN News, not on Fox News, not on politics, not on the virus. Your courage and strength and joy will come from Him. In our Savior's name, amen. Heavenly Father, you woke up before I ever woke up. You already went through this day, August the 23rd. You, you covered every base this day. And at 6.45, you came back and said, Paul, let's wake up. We've got a, a story or two to share with your congregation. You know that much is going to happen. But the events of the rest of the day have already covered them for you, Paul. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And tomorrow when you wake up, I'm going to cover that base as well. Heavenly Father, keep us strong in the faith. Help us to quiet our minds so that our focus remains on the King of kings and Lord of lords. Run with perseverance the race set before you, fixing your eyes on Jesus. In his powerful name, amen.